Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour, that hour of the day, whenever it is, when magic happens, your magic happens. Um, I have a great guest for you this week, a really fun and exciting guest and a personal friend of mine, the one and only Linda, the ghost hunter. You may have seen her with me on TFIL or Ellen Show, all sorts of things. But before I introduce you to Linda, the ghost hunter, let's do a little bit of where's Patty? Where's Patty? If you're listening to this in the week we first drop, um, which is the week of Monday, January 10th, 2022. Yes, working into the month, working into the year. Um, I'm home. I am still home. Again, a couple weeks not leaving my little Hollywood abode, which is, feels really good. Um, but I do have some classes. I got some great classes going on. On Tuesday, if you're interested, whether you're experienced or have never even thought about doing this, I have a mediumship class, how to learn to show you how you can actually talk to those on the other side. So if you're interested in that, check out universitymagicus.com. And Willow, we will get to the Willow report shortly. Yes, she said, oh, mommy's taping. It must be time to talk is what she's saying right now. The sawing will start any minute from my husband outside. Um, I also am continuing my tarot series um, on Sunday. If you're interested in that, you could jump in and get the earlier ones later. Um, and that's it. I've got some travel travel, you know. COVID permitting, the UK in March, check out Festival of the Unexplained at Bosworth Hall. It's going to be amazing. My first time in the UK, so I'm excited all the way around. And then again, May gets a little crazy. We have the Ireland Castles Tour um, of Game of Thrones Castles. You are going to recognize all sorts of things where we get to talk to ghosts and raise the dead in ancient castles. And then from there, not to be topped, I'm heading to Romania with Father Sebastian for the anniversary of Bram Stoker's 125th anniversary, where we get to go to Bram Castle and the real Vlad's Castle and all sorts of crazy places and talk to dead vampires and dead folks. So join me there. Actually, there's a contest going right now where you can win that Romania tour. So check it out on my Facebook page, on my Instagram, mysteriousTours.com. Um, and other than that, I am here. I actually have a girlfriend coming in this next weekend. You may know or recognize Mandy Metzer coming. She's one of the ghost sisters. She's great. Um, ghost sisters. She lives in Ohio and I actually met her. She brought me out to Tennessee, this great, um, temple, this Japanese temple, very haunted Japanese temple in the middle of like the Adirondack, the ghosty mountains. Um, she is coming out. So we're going to do some lives and all sorts of fun stuff this upcoming weekend. So check out for that. Stay close to lives. Other than that, I think that's it. Guess what? It's time for the Willow Report. Yes, my little princess who, as always, I wake up because she's down by my feet and she yawns a lot. She's one of those teenagers that when she's up, you cannot slow her down. You cannot stop her. You cannot keep her from being the Tasmanian devil everywhere. And when she sleeps, she sleeps so soundly. You can't wake her up. A freight train could run through the house and you can't keep her up. But my Willow report is, again, I'm asking for help again. I am asking for help because... Not with Belle, the Belle the doll. We're still working on that. That was last week's issue. Now we're working on how to deal with Willow and our cranky old 18-year-old cat, Larry. Are you a little rough on Larry, Willow? She loves him madly. She loves him. I could even go get him, but I won't. 
because that might be something. <laughs> um, he's 18. He's a tuxedo cat. He's the greatest cat. He used to be known as Larry the Lacerator or Larry the Lasher because this sweet little cat would just turn on you at Noka and just slice you across so blood would be dripping down. So much so that we actually even call the, called the TV show My Cat from Hell, which my producer has a lot to do with. And they came out. We passed all these things. And he got so nasty in front of one of the girls that came out that he was too hellish for the cat from hell. So, yeah, he failed his TV debut on that one. But now he's just this cranky old guy. All he wants to do is eat and sleep. Willow sees him and she loves him. She wants to play with him night and day. But the more Willow is out with her dog friends, she does these play dates every day. You're supposed to look at the camera. You're supposed to look at the camera. Look, you're supposed to look over there. Okay, you're supposed to look at the camera. There. See? See? She's like, Reach, we really got to send you to puppy acting school, I think. I don't know. So, you know, how to be on camera school. But anyway, she's, get, she's turning into a little roughhouse dog because she plays with little dogs and big dogs. And they rough and they tumble. And then she comes home and thinks that Larry's going to do this, this cranky old 18-and-a-half-year-old cat. So she, she, she yanks at him. She pulls at him. He, he likes it for a couple minutes because he likes the attention, but it gets to be too much. And then he becomes Larry the Lacerator again for the first time in decades. And we really don't want him to put out her little eye. So my advice is, again, how do I communicate? I'm not that kind of animal communicator. I know lots of friends are. I have friends that can tell you why your cat poops outside the litter box. I can't. I know people who are that kind of dog whisperer and cat whisperer. Willow, you're supposed to look outside. Look, look, look there. That's your audience. She's like, I'm asleep. So I want to know, how do you communicate correctly enough? And you guys are had really good advice for Willow and Belle. So now I need Willow and Larry advice. How can we get her to understand that he has to, she has to be a little bit gentler with him. He's an old dude. She loves the attention. You, she will bring her little ball over and drop it at his feet. Like throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. She will drop her favorite stuffed toy at her feet. She will put them in his little bed, like play with the toy with me. But she's just a little rough because she plays with these big dogs now and she's a rough and tumble teenager. So put it on social media, put it on the list, put it on the YouTube, wherever you're doing. How do we now, now that Belle and Willow are coming together, now what do we do with Willow and Larry? As you can see, Willow is a very, um, take all the attention out of our family um, in the middle of everything pup. But you guys are great with advice. So other than how to look at the camera when she's turning away, what is this? How do we get Willow and Larry together, just like we're doing with Willow and Belle? Whole different thing, haunted doll, cranky old cat. Haunted doll, cranky old cat. The one common denominator, crazy little dachshund. That's the Willow Report. See you next week. It's time for some magic. Magic! Um, and since it is, hee-hoo, uh, <laughs> I love my producer. You guys can't see him, but he's dancing around in the background. Hi, Rob. Um, so, magic this week. I thought because we're still in January, we're still getting started, I wanted to talk about something that's actually 
complete magic, but you done in the regular world. It's about goals and goal setting. Everybody does that beginning of the year. You're going to do your New Year's resolutions or your goals or your plans. Um, and again, if you didn't start that on the first, you could start at any time. A lot of people choose to not start it on the first just because you think you might have better odds. But the thing that's really going to give you better odds is amazingly to write it down. Science has actually proven that if you write down your goals or whatever it is that you're looking for, you have a 42% higher chance of accomplishing them. That is huge. That's not like 10% or 20%. That's not even like 30%. That's not even, that's 42% bigger chance of doing it. And to me, the answer is kind of magical because you know, I'm a big believer that mind, body, spirit, I always talk about or creation working dispatch in the witchy world, because writing something down is again, you're getting your mind involved in it, your thought process, you are taking physical body action by writing it down or typing it. And then the spirit is the magic of sitting there looking at that piece of paper, or maybe go one step beyond and do a vision board. Some people are very, very visual and they want to get a picture of that, the house in the the Andes that they want to do or their love or their wedding day or them in a bikini, whatever it is they are doing, there is something true to that visual. Both if we step into the regular world of psychology and human wakeness without anything to do with woo-woo or spirituality or step it into the spirituality. Because our secret is, remember, it's all the same. They just use different words, different templates. That's it. So think about it. Think about what you want. Look, I would always say, look back to last year and go, number one, as I always say, be grateful for everything you accomplished. I think I talked about this last week and then look into what you want and do a moment meditation. If you have to go there, what do I want and see yourself having it, not getting it, not struggling, see yourself having it. Um, and then step backwards and then go, how do I get there? How do I get to have it? Do I start looking for a different job? Do I start getting out more to meet a partner? Do I start eating healthier to get healthier? Figure out how you get there, but first see yourself having it. So do a little meditation, do a little visualization. I personally would do a little spell working with that, whether it's as simple as I'm going to do myself a candle. I'm going to do myself a 2022 candle and write on it, even if it's an old glass candle with a Sharpie, all the things that I want. Magic is magic. Maybe you want to carve it. Maybe you want to do a burning, write it all down and something you want to burn it over your sink. Maybe you want to bury it, put some wishes into some seeds and then go plant them in your garden. Put some wishes. One of my favorite thing, put your wishes into some bird seed and then throw them out to the birds and watch the birds carry them away into the heavens. Your wishes. Sounds fun. Sounds romantic. It's easy and amazingly it works because the magic of the birds and the seeds and the planting and the burning or the candle and the psychology behind it and everything in the middle. So write down those goals. 42% is huge. Um, vision board if you want to. Write it down by hand. Stick it on your wall on a post-it. Type it up. If you use a calendar like a Google calendar, have your little task list. It's right there. So it's here. It's here. It's here. Once it's part of your life, once it's part of your reality, that's when it becomes part of your reality. Photos, words, sigils, again, a sigil of something that means something to you. It's about you creating it in your life. Stick it on your wall, stick it on your computer, stick it on your bathroom wall. 
they've proven it works. So you guys remember, magic is everywhere. You just really got to create it yourself so often. It's easy, it's fun, and it works. Today, I have a really amazing guest for you. Actually, it's a friend, it's a guest. Um, let me, without further ado, let me introduce you to Linda, the ghost hunter. Hi, Linda. Hi, Patty. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I think it's funny that we have such a hard time meeting in Los Angeles, but here we are. <laughs> on internet together. You guys may recognize Linda. Um, we've done work together with Elton Castillo and the TFIL guys, but where you really might recognize Linda is from the Ellen Show. And I'm going to ask you a little bit about that, if that's okay, because I turn on Ellen. You, Ellen, Andy, you've been to Ellen's personal home, right? You've been, you've done the Queen Mary with Andy and all sorts of fun things. Yes. Um, actually, I was at Ellen's producer's home. Um, that's how I was brought onto the show originally. Uh, her producer had a very haunted place and they were looking for a ghost hunter. And uh, thank you. They picked me. And it, yeah, it was great. That's, that is awesome. I, I mean, start at the top. <laughs> but so you have been in this. So let, for anybody who doesn't know you, you do tours, you do investigations, you're total a tech geek, which is so cool because I don't to technology. But how did you even get into this world of being Linda the Ghost Hunter, you know, worldwide known? Uh, well, it was an accident. You know, I think that's how a lot of this stuff happens, right? You know, you don't, you don't choose to have this happen. I think it's meant to be is the best way to put it. Um, years ago, uh, some of my very good friends owned the restaurant, The Cat and Fiddle um, on Sunset. I don't know if you ever hung out there at all, but. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I like <laughs> Patty and I have also crossed circles for years. How we have never met. I'm, I'm, years. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, so basically they had a real problem there. They were losing staff and things were flying through the air and they were having paranormal stuff happening at a very, very big extreme uh, to the point of poltergeist. And for those of you who don't know what poltergeist actually means, it means when things have the ability to fly through the air, that's how powerful the spirit is. And, um, I have always been intuitive, but kind of kept that to myself because it just makes you so cool to be intuitive. Yes, I'm being sarcastic. So I kind of kept it to myself, but they were very good friends of mine and they knew I was intuitive and they said, can you help uh, with this situation? And I said, hey, absolutely not. No way. Scared of ghosts. This is never going to happen. And they would not you know, lay off. They were really in a bind. So they said, you know, I have a friend of mine who I went to high school with that's also intuitive. What if the two of you went into this together and you could kind of protect each other? And that's how it all began. I did an investigation there, which led to more investigations, which led to many investigations over the years. And um, I got incredible evidence and we were able to clear it, at least most of it. But to this day, here's what's interesting. Ever since they closed the Cat and Fiddle on Sunset, no one has been able to stay in there longer than one year. Very really? haunted location. Mm -hmm. Very haunted. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, that is a trip. So what do you think it is that's in there? This is a cool old building for everybody in the heart of Hollywood. Heart um, of Hollywood. It's where all the old rockers used to hang out. The owner was an English guy who was in the original Birds. And there was like from Rod Stewart to you name it. Anybody 60s, 70s, 80s rockers used to hang there. And um, after Kim, the owner, died, 
I think he stayed there, but he's one of the good ones. Um, there is a, an entity, a woman who's very strong and very evil. And uh, she pushed me down. She broke my nose. And I was never able to clear her. And I think she just comes back over and over and over again. Wow. Yeah. So, well, she broke your nose. So you, yeah. had, you have war wounds from this. I do. She was a meanie. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think it's a portal there or something? Or do you think just all the energy that has created it of all the stuff going on there? I think, you know, I think there's very good spirits in there. I think there are the old rockers and I think it's got the great energy and that's what made you want to drink in there. But whatever was, was there before, which we were never able to find out all the reincarnations of the location, but whatever was there, there was something that people were very unhappy that worked there or lived there or whatever it was. There was a negative energy to it for sure. Wow. That's a trip. So what is, I love it. I mean, not, not didn't love that you broke your nose, but what is the scariest thing that in this career as a ghost hunter, a known ghost hunter, what is the scariest thing that ever happened to you? Well, you know, you know coming clean, Patty, I think you know this about me. I'm scared of ghosts. So every ghost hunt is scary for me. It's my way of facing my fears. But I mean, I've had some amazing things happen. Um, recently, at an event we both were at, we, uh, when we were at the Biltmore Hotel, um, I got called out pretty hard. And I wouldn't say that was scary, but I felt like my real private life was being exposed um, by ghosts. I mean, they were saying personal things about me <laughs> and they were really letting stuff out. And you're like upstairs. I hear you guys all laughing. And, and these ghosts are like telling on me kind of. And I'm like, okay. So that wasn't scary, but it was very awkward. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> yes, yes. And that was an event we did with the TFIL guys, with Elton and yeah. Corey. Yeah. Um, it was a live public event that people could get a ticket and come to. And they came from everywhere, all over the country and even Canada. This small group of people, they got to experience you. They got to experience me. They got to experience Elton and Corey and all that that entails. And it was great. It was it was so fun. It was such a fun thing to do. It really was. Yeah. So I get getting called out. Yeah. It goes to know. It's like, that's a secret. You're not supposed to tell that. I know. It's like, you know, that's Linda, the Linda, not Linda, the ghost hunter you're talking about here. <laughs> My other entity. No boundaries, no boundaries. Exactly. But see, we both like a challenge. I'm less afraid of ghosts than you just because, again, I've been talking to them since I was a little kid. We'll get that about you. But I like a challenge. I like to get scared. I like going into something that's way over my head and, and whatever that is. And, and you seem to be the same way on that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think we like adventure. You know, I think the two of us really like adventure. But you are definitely, let's just say this for the record, you are 10 times more courageous than I am. I mean, <laughs> you touch a Ouija board, I won't go near a Ouija board. You know, something too bad starts happening and I have to stay cool for everybody else. And inside I'm like, whoo, you know, <laughs> that is funny. And, I, and speaking of, so again, we try to work together, but we keep getting separated. We'll be in the same location. We did that at the Cecil Hotel mm -hmm. when we did that with Elton. Um, and we were just talking off camera about the rats at the Cecil you know, to heck with the ghost, there's a whole lot of rats there <laughs> inside. So, uh, oh, my God. So, okay, my number one fear, forget ghosts. I am deathly afraid of rats. When I was a little girl, I had a horrible experience. Um, we had bought a new house in, in Northern California, and it was, you know, brand new construction. 
and there was no other houses around us. So I remember I was a little girl sound asleep and something, you know, ran across my chest. I still, when I talk about it, get the chills and it was a huge rat. And I started screaming. And unfortunately our house was just being attacked by rats because we were the only house, you know, and I developed such a phobia of rats, you know, from, from that point forward. And so here we get to the Cecil and, you know, I think when you're, don't you find this as a spiritualist, when you're afraid of something, they are drawn to you. There is no question about it. So nobody else will see a rat. I'll be in a restaurant. This will happen to me. And way across the restaurant, like I just saw a rat run across. No one else sees it but me. So here we show up at the Cecil and, you know, they're supposed to be letting us in. And these rats are just running in front of me. And I'm like, I called up. I'm like, Elton, if you do not let me in right away, I have to run away. I can't stay here. <laughs> and I was so afraid because remember, we were supposed to do October, November there. Yes. And I thought, how am I going to deal with all these rats? You know, but it never yeah. happened. No, it never happened because and this is a whole other story. They decided to 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 rent it out for low income and homeless people in Chapter Eight stuff, which scares the hell out of me. I'm just oh. so place is so dark so negative it causes such depression and and just hopelessness mm -hmm. yeah let's move in people who, who may have addiction problems and mental imbalances and already live in hopelessness it's 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 a stephen king something in the making you well, know what i've seen it unfold i'm sure we're going to be seeing this on the news very soon what i want to do and i i should have done this earlier you know how all these people gathered up and they went to area 51 to whatever they were going to do storm place what if we got every like healer witch psychic medium shaman reiki master priest rabbi and we all kind of like held hands around the cecil hotel you know to, to help those damn people i think people would come I think all right. I'm 100 in. I'll bring a couple cats with me on a leash, and okay. then I'll feel cats. And then I'll, I'll feel completely safe from all the rodentia that might be coming near me. <laughs> yeah, and, and that place leaks out. I did um, right across the street. It is Skid Row. It's funky downtown, but downtown mm -hmm. is funky. There'll be yeah. a high-end apartment building. You know, expensive high-end concierge door right across the street from the Cecil, you know, the door, you step over people to get to the doorman. And I recently cleared a house there, but I, a bunch of stuff was oozing up from the ground from the Cecil there. It, yeah. It's powerful. I don't think it's just the Cecil. I, I really feel that the amount of mental illness and things that surround that particular area of downtown, we kind of talked about this earlier, but I would love to go into the Alexandria hotel, yes. um, which is just down the street. And I think that we would find much of the same energy any place we go around there because of this negative energy that just surrounds that part of downtown. It's very negative. I don't know what was originally there, but somebody either jinxed that area, put a hex on it, or something really bad happened there. I don't know. I think all of the above, again, in the upscourge of it, you know, the depression hit and all that stuff like that happened with the Cecil and probably the Alexandria and other hotels. Plus, who knows, you know, everybody goes into the Native American burial ground. This was Indian land. This really yeah. was Indian land. The middle. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it's some kind of, a, I'm not an expert on such things like, like ley lines and, and grids and stuff like that, but it's something. It's definitely something bigger than just this building here or this building here. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you know, I feel Griffith Park is the same way. 
you know, there's, there's so much negative energy there. Um, you know, I do quite a few tours at the old zoo. And uh, I know that, that, you know, there was a hex put on Griffith, you know, and you feel it there. Talk about a portal. I mean, that area is just, that's another area where I always feel like, whoa, something really bad's around here. You know, you feel it all the time. Yes. And, and that old zoo, especially, you feel mm -hmm. the animals, like the good, the bad, and the ugly, everything there. And um, uh, what I've discovered and L.A., where we live, you know, there's the hills that go through it, the Hollywood Hills all the way down to Malibu. Yeah. There's a bunch of literal vortex portals in these hills, probably in downtown, too. There's one right in Griffith Park that I don't even think you have to be a psychic or medium to feel. It's not marked or anything, but the energy coming up, they're like little earth belly buttons of energy that just enhance everything. Every time I have ever been to this little spot in the middle of Griffith Park, there have been, well, actors acting, lovers kissing, nuns praying. It draws in mm -hmm. people. So that's kind of a nice one. I honestly think that Hollywood is right where Hollywood is because of this portal right there, because that's a very creative one. And yeah. so that's why Hollywood's not 50 miles this way or 50 miles that way. It's It got encircled, literally, Hollywood Burbank, both the entertainment capitals around this vortex brought the dreamers, the writers, the actors, the musicians, the dancers, the singers. But those little portals go all the way up through West Hollywood, into Malibu, into the canyons. And I think that's why people come to LA, they love it or hate it. They love yeah. it or hate it. And paranormal stuff is going to always be increased, enhanced. Agreed. Agreed. I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah. So you're an LA girl way back. Besides, you know, we work with TFIL and you get to do Ellen and that's pretty awesome. We did yeah. one thing together, right? Discover Hollywood. Didn't somebody do an article on both? Yes, of that's that's how we, the first time we talked. Yeah. yeah. So um, we both got written up, I guess, was it like three, four years ago? Yeah. Um, they both, they did an article on the two of us. And I'm like, you know, I've heard about Patty. Like I've heard about you, you know? And then I'm like, well, this is interesting because uh, my neighbor, one of my neighbors knew you and said, you know, she's a neighbor. And I'm like, oh, I'll have to give her a buzz. And we talked about, you know, having drinks or something years ago and it never happened. But we're obviously meant to meet, you know, we're definitely meant to meet because, yeah, neighbors right in the neighborhood and everything. And yeah. the people who discover Hollywood magazine art, um, Nyla and Oscar Arslanian are dear, dear friends of, of mine. I've been on the board of the Hollywood Arts Council with them for years so oh wow okay so cool they got ah, and now we have linda and now we finally got together but we are redue for a reunion ah, yes we are 100 percent. alcohol must be involved COVID. for sure yes the damn covid thing so again going back you are a hollywood girl a local girl i know you just looking on your website which i'm going to send people to you've done things like with like lucille ball connected in michael jackson liz taylor tell us some of your hollywood stories well, when I was a young, you know, struggling artist myself, um, I became a celebrity photographer. And this was way, way prior to paparazzi. And, you know, I was really young. I, I was fresh out of, uh, I, would, I would, was going to UCLA and a professor of mine took a real liking to me, um, my photography teacher and said, here's what could happen. You can get your degree in photography, but you have a talent I very seldom see. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hook you up with uh, the publisher of People Magazine, and you can go out and make a living now, or you could stay in college. It's really up to you. And you know what? I was not a student. I, I did not like school. So I'm like, yeah, 
I want to be a photographer. I want to go out. I want to do this. So I'm a baby, you know, and I'm out there. And these celebrities really took a liking to me because I was so young, you know. And um, I always, I, when I was a little girl, you know, we, we had I Love Lucy. And then we had the Lucy show. And we had, you know, a lot of Lucy. And I used to always say to my mom, you know, I wish Lucy was my mom whenever my mom spanked me or was mean to me. You know, back in the day where parents did spank us and did not go to jail for doing that. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you know, so that was kind of our ongoing joke. And we really became very close friends uh, towards the end of her life. And I did all of her grandkids' birthday parties. And I did a lot of events for her. I shot for her. And she was just as amazing as you thought she'd be, but she was a tough broad. You know, she was not full of BS. She was the real thing. If she liked you, she loved you. If she did not like you, I would not want to be on Lucy's bad side. Let's just say that, you know? And so she was an incredible part of my career. She, uh, she, you know, she was one of the people that made my career. She got me on the Bob Hope show and she hooked me up with Johnny Carson and just with all her friends and kept me working. That's you know, amazing. That is, yes. the, again, that is the ultimate. You always start at the top, girl. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, but then sometimes you end up at the bottom. But, you know, I always work yeah, my we, way back up. City. <laughs> we go up, we go down. We, we go, go up, up, we go down. Oh, that's life. That's life in the fast lane. Yeah. But, oh, uh, you know, it was it was an, a great, great part of my life. And I was a celebrity photographer. It, it bought me the house in the Hollywood Hills that I lived in for 25 years. And, you know, I, I did it for over 20 years. And uh, one day when the paparazzis took over and it lost its its charm, um, I no longer wanted to do it. Excuse me. Bless wow. You. Thank you. I was like, um, oh, don't sneeze, don't sneeze. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're frozen. Are we frozen? Yeah, you were for a sec. Are we frozen? Are we back? You're stuck somewhere. Hold on. Okay. We're, we're back. Okay. No, every time we do this, I, it blocks me this. Maybe it's all our energy. I'm sure it's all our energy. This all, doesn't this always happen? Now, you're an equipment girl. You know this. I know this. We both do TV, that how cameras drain and cell phones yes. drain and professional cameras drain. Yes. Yeah. Even tech and phones and I don't get along. Computers and I don't get along. Never have. Watches and I. I literally have to wear two watches, good watches, to, so one of them maybe will have somewhere near the correct time, which usually one's fast, one's slow, and switching depending on which arm they have. So, ah, so it amazes me that you are, you even call yourself a geek, that you're a tech geek, and I have seen your equipment. You have amazing ghost stuff. I am a tech geek, and I will tell you this. This is interesting. I can't wear a watch because the batteries drain. So I, you know, have not been able to wear a watch in 20 something years. Isn't that weird? Strong it's our energy. spiritually. It's, it's yeah. our energy that shows that we're not just, ooh, let's take a liking to this weird paranormal world. Ooh, let's wear intuitive that thing that we have. We're these high vibration people with this yeah. weird gift. Mine, it's, yeah, I probably shouldn't wear a watch, but I like watches. So one always goes slow and one always goes fast. Uh, right now they're 20 minutes different and the and the reality is mixed in. But if I changed arms, the slow one would become fast and fast would be slow. Well, I mean, you know, even on my, uh, I have a Vespa scooter. First thing that broke on it was the clock. I don't know if the universe doesn't want me to know what time it is or what. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
That's a good excuse though. I can't keep time. Time that is good. Um, so oh, tell me about your tours. What, what do you do for people for tours? Where do you take well, them? I to haven't been able to do a tour now for almost two years, you know? Um, so I've really just been doing, I, I have a show that I do. I'd love to have you come say hi on one of my shows too. But what I basically do is uh, my shows are very focused on young uh, children and young adults that have the gift, but that are afraid of the gift um, that I think we all were. And I try and answer questions and work with them so that they're no longer afraid of their gift. Because um, I think that parents can be very judgmental without realizing they're doing this and make their kids feel very badly about being gifted. And so I want them to know they have, you know, me to talk to and they can ask me questions and uh, so I'm planning on doing a show next week. I haven't done one for quite a while, you know, with the holidays and everything, it went a little crazy. But, uh, you know, I really like to work with young adults and children because I think that I would say, and I, I'd love your input on this, that probably 80% of children have the gift and they outgrow up by age probably five to seven. Some of it, I think, is because their parents kind of force it out of them and others just outgrow it probably naturally. But there are a few of us that never outgrow it. Right. And I agree a hundred percent. And I, I talk about this all the time too. Um, kids are born with it, but it gets taught out of us because every, everybody's told that's your imaginary friend. Yeah. Not so much. This is a real spirit, real, and I'm getting real information. And I think it's just, again, I'm the preacher on this. In our Western non-mystical society where all the focus put on our logical left brain and took it away from our creative, artistic, spiritual, I can see dead people right brain, yes. it, it, just, it just got sucked out of us. It didn't get sucked out of me. It didn't get sucked out of you. But yeah, encourage your kids. I love that you do that. I love that you do that well thank you thank you yeah it needs to it needs to come back you know i mean i in all honesty i think when covid you know first came around um it, i think it knocked us all for a loop and you know then we were able to kind of sort of come back and and then you know i was really planning on doing tours and january was all going to begin again and now unfortunately due to the latest strain i don't know when i'm going to be touring tours again i hope by february because i miss meeting people and you know what my tours consist of is allowing your average person to get hands-on they can touch the tools they can see that this stuff is real because the difference again between you and i is your confidence is a lot higher than mine is too when people say oh this isn't real i'm like okay whatever um but when the tools say it's real and when it verifies it, then I'm like, ha ha. So it's kind of my revenge of showing people this is real. You know, it's scientifically proven. And I show people over and over again that this is real. Yeah, no, I love that. And again, I was never been a tool person. And then when I started working like ghost adventures and again, I'm not touching that stuff. That stuff's in another room. But yeah. it, it is such validation because if, if I'm sitting there going, the ghost is waving their arms above their head and they're dancing on the table and everybody would believe me or not believe me or go, yeah, right. Now there's this thing called an SLS camera with you know, yes. Billy in the other room that's literally no con direct connection and showing a ghost on the table with their arms going back and forth. It's like, yeah. that's exactly what I see. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, very much so. Very much. And, very good validation. And are, and 
our our spirits what i'm thinking even like simple cell phone spirits are starting to really learn equipment are you thinking do you does you find that like very much they're then, manipulating especially the yeah. ovulus i really feel like i'm getting a lot of repeat words and i'm getting you know years ago when i first started doing my tour um i had this guy bishop and bishop uh, I met him on Hollywood Boulevard because I used to do Hollywood Boulevard tours. And he, I would not say he attached himself to me, but he loved my equipment. And this guy would basically, every single thing I would do, Bishop would come on on the Ovulus, it would come on on the Spirit Box. And um, I kind of uh, really feel that there are certain spirits now that are doing the same thing. And they're kind of really using my box as a communication because I've been doing a lot of private houses uh, lately for the last December, November, and really, you know, helping people with their houses. But one of mine will come on and I'm like, just ignore them. That's, that's one of mine. So <laughs> not one of your ghosts. It's one of mine. They just come with Thanks me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love that. So, um, and I know last time when we did, you had some new equipment is equipment, coming in harder and faster new stuff inventions and stuff because there is such focus on the paranormal you know i really feel there's been kind of ever the last six seven months no you know i really i always try and come up with new inventions myself and i don't know if i have the perfect setup now but i really feel like for the first time because i'm always looking for the next best thing but i don't feel like i need anything anymore wow that's pretty great. You got That's it all. It's pretty cool. Like I feel like I've got everything covered. They're not, they're not going to get away. I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody's interested in this world, so this is kind of an educational show. So somebody's going, dang, because I have a lot of little my witchy people and my spiritual people that usually listen to this, and they're going, well, dang, I, I, I want to be a ghost hunter. I want a spirits. What would your recommendation be for somebody who again doesn't know this world? I say, number one, always be very careful what you wish for. Be very careful with what you're playing with because um, you don't want anything to get attached to you, you know, and that's something that people that don't know what they're doing, including myself, it's happened. And it's a very unpleasant thing when a spirit actually attaches themselves to you. Um, so be very weary. Um, and there are a lot of things you don't need to buy. There's a lot of free things you can use that are just as effective as a lot of my gear. I feel like uh, Patty's stuck. Am I stuck? Yeah. I, I, I'm not stuck from my side, but maybe I'm stuck. We haven't seen Rob. We'll just hold for one second. Okay, let's hold for a second. Wait, we're stuck. Yeah. You're okay. stuck. We're stuck. We're stuck. Okay. Okay. Pick up with the kind of things you can do for free. Okay. Okay. Are we good to go? I'm still up. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh, wait. She said the kind of stuff you do for free. Yeah. I just Patty. I'm ready. Okay. Patty's. Oh, I, oh. Oh, there you are. Okay. Whoa. Okay. What did we do? Okay. Rob. Rob. <laughs> no, there's no electronics that screw up with us too. No, we're fine. No problem here whatsoever. All right. 
<laughs> okay. Should I go ahead and start? Okay. So there are so many uh, devices you can use that are absolutely free. And uh, some of them we have, most of them we have. Uh, one would be a candle. If there's a spirit here with us, can you please flicker the candle, blow out the candle, okay? Number two, I know you know this one, the common household flashlight. Turn the flashlight on. If there's a spirit here with us, please turn off the flashlight, okay? Again, absolutely free, absolutely free. Um, and lastly, and of course my favorite because I'm a very, uh, I love audio, I love sound, um, your phone. It's a great digital recorder. If you don't have a digital recorder, do an EVP session. You know, digital picks up what we can't hear. Yeah, that is amazing. And that is great. And I kind of like that. If you have a plain old flashlight, you know, if anybody is skeptical, like, oh, it's crazy and these fake ghost machines are good. This is a flashlight. You pull your little mag light out or whatever. So I love it. Do whatever that. you got, you know, the, preferably it has a button you know, so that they're able to turn the button on or turn the button off, you know, that type of thing. You don't want like a huge lantern because that'd be a lot of work for a ghost to do, but you know, <laughs> fancy. Ghost. Um, and what about like now, if everybody's like, cause you said be, be very careful, you have to be careful. You can get attachments and stuff. I yeah. always say, you know, who are you going to call when you get scared? <laughs> what? You're going to go back to your grown up belief system. Do you do protection techniques? I'm a queen of sigils and symbols and protection oil back in my head. I go in well armed. Um, is there anything you use? And I know there's a billion ways to do it or not do it. What are your thoughts? Um, I use the white light. You know, my mother, uh, I'm third generation intuitive. And my mother always taught me, you know, um, you know, when I'd see a ghost, you know, I have this Hungarian mother, you know, very Eastern European who she'd be like, yeah, that's great. You have the gift, whatever, deal with it. You know, that was my mom. <laughs> so she did say, if you ever got scared, surround yourself with whatever you consider the white light to be. I, I don't want to turn people off because I'm not a religious person. It's whatever the light of a higher power is to you. So, and I surround myself with angels. I surround myself with thoughts of my deceased family members, my spirit guides, and they protect me when I go into things, you know, and, and that's a good feeling. I mean, uh, a very interesting thing. I, I don't know if you remember what the last night we were at the Biltmore when things got a little heated, I got a pretty bad scratch um, oh, in one of the rooms. Do you remember that? And yes. I came up to you and I'm like, Patty, uh, I got nailed. It was right here on my side. It was a, it hurt for days. And you gave me some blue stuff to, to drink and, and it worked. I mean, the, the, it went away, but it was very interesting to me that even with all the protection I had on me, they were still able to, you know, somebody wanted my attention. They wanted to hurt me and they did. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do have to be careful. I've been, yeah. I've had cartilage ripped off my ribs. I've been thrown into things. I've been, you know, I had somebody burst into fl flames on another one. It's, wow. it's taken seriously. Yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah um, no and, joke and, and start easy don't start out at the cecil hotel <laughs> never go to the cecil hotel yeah unless you're with us or yeah, we go well, we're probably going to go i have a feeling we're going to do what you said we're going to do and we're going to go try and clear that place so. i i am good at, i am i really want to create this big thing i think people will come from everywhere to do this i, I agree I agree. And I think just people we know in LA too, we have, we have quite a good crew that would work yes. with us. 
Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yep. All right. We're doing it. You guys I'm yeah. gonna come up with a date. We're going to gather at the Cecil. Um, I guess we do it. We could try to do it with permissions. They probably won't let us in. They probably won't. So then maybe you just ask for forgiveness. We just show up. I don't know. Well, I guess we shouldn't talk about that on air. But, but, but yeah, let's not turn ourselves in until we get in trouble. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, this is so great. So um, tell me about your thoughts about the Queen Mary, because that's one everybody always goes to. Ooh, one of the most haunted places. Well, you know, <clears throat> the Queen Mary is a, where I picked up one of the first entities that got stuck to me was at the Queen uh -huh. Mary. And um, that that place is it's beyond haunted. You know, the energy there is definitely better than the Cecil. Uh oh. <laughs> stuck again. Damn ghosts. Damn oh, those. you're back. You're back. Okay, you're back. so I guess I should pick up that uh, the Queen Mary. Okay, I'll go back to the Queen Mary. Um, the Queen Mary is very haunted, similar to the Cecil, but a lot, a lot less negative energy there. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, definitely. There's happy energy there too, more happy energy. There is. I think people partied. I think it was cool. I think, you know, it, it's an amazing, amazing place uh, to go to. I've always enjoyed myself there. You know, I used to go there when the bar was open and go have a few drinks and just a, it's a nice, nice energy there. You know, I ate dinner there too. They had beautiful food there years ago. Yeah, no, I grew up, I grew up, you know, local. You know, this is where my high school proms were. <laughs> this is where people would get married all the time. I used to produce a murder mystery on the ship. So I know it in all aspects. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. I, saw the, I saw the ghost when I was in high school. We're talking a long time ago. When I was in high school and we were at the prom, I snuck into the pool area. I don't think you even do that anymore, but no. Decades ago, you could. I, and I saw the, the ghost. I saw the key ghost at my high school prom dressed in a stupid prom dress. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I also had an experience with that kid ghost there as well when they used to yeah. let, let you go into that area. But it's been closed off, you know. Uh, last time we were there, I actually asked them about that, and I get, I think it's unsafe, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a lot unsafe on that boat right now. It's it's actually said to be sinking. I know. So that's again, that's the thing we did together, but not together. Not together, um, no. guys. They actually the, the almost the scary part to me was that we were like what eight people on this huge ship all by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and no, we were getting every so much. Go to the ballrooms, go to the engine room. All the hotel rooms were unlocked, and it was Elton and Corey and the guys. Yeah, and one guy from the ship and us. Yeah, I mean, we uh, that was crazy. I mean, I I, I feel bad because I feel like I tired them out before they ever got to you because <laughs> we, we were getting so much stuff, and and you know they knew you were coming. But nobody wanted to leave because it was just insane the amount of evidence that we were getting. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. And you guys went and went and went and went and went. And you, they were tired out when they got to me. But yeah. I wish too. I was driving home. I'm like, oh, I need to stay awake. You know, it drains you when you do that stuff. It does. It does drain you. It's energy is energy. And they use our energy just like they drain our watches and our batteries and our cameras. They, they drain yeah, us. I think that's a really good point, too, to bring up to people that watch you is, you know, that's a good way of telling if something's attached themselves to you or if something's around you, 
uh, and you're dealing with this stuff, it, it, it's not like a light and easy job that we have, either one of us. I mean, I get drained sometimes. I, I have to sleep for like 12 hours to get back my energy that has been drained out of me. So it's, you know, it's not, it's not an easy job. It's a very, uh, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's very physically and mentally, it takes a toll. Physically, mentally, spiritually, energetically, all of the, all the above. Yeah. But we love it. Love it. So anyway, I know time is flying, flying, flying. Wow. um, I know. So tell people where they can find you, tell them about your show, tell them, tell them everything where people can find you. Okay. Well, um, uh, my webpage is lindathegosthunter.com. And, um, you know, I will hopefully again be hosting tours. I prefer people to be 18 or over because we do deal with real spirits. And I've had kids that have freaked out. And the last thing I ever want to do is scare a child. So it's not really made for kids, but we're hoping to be back uh, February, fingers crossed. Uh, also, I'm going to be doing a show next week. I think I'll do next Thursday. And you can find me, I'll, I'll advertise it. You know, I'm on uh, my YouTube page, which is also Linda the Ghost Hunter. And uh, guess what Instagram is too? Linda the Ghost Hunter. So really easy to find me as Linda the Ghost Hunter. But, um, you know, I really hope that you and I, at some point, I would love to work uh, with a project with you where we go investigate something and we can actually be on the same floor and and, and do things together. <laughs> at the same time, not you sit down and you come in. I know it's like, we're, I'm like well, let's do it. Let's do it through my Paraflix network. Let's do something. Let's plan it. Let's do it. Let's, let's go... Um, you know, there's so much in your neighborhood and my old neighborhood that I would love to investigate with you because we're both such Hollywood girls that I really think we can get a lot of Hollywood information. Even though I, you know, I sold out, I moved to North Hollywood. I'm still a Hollywood girl. Still Hollywood. North Hollywood, regular Hollywood, West Hollywood. Sure, as long as it's got Hollywood in it, I can live there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, you guys. Check out Linda the Ghost Hunter, social media, her website, her YouTube page. She's truly amazing and we have lots of stuff to talk about so you're just gonna have to come back okay i'll definitely come back patty thank you so much for having me it was so good to spend time with you and uh you know patty is the real thing she's a joy to work with so i'm I'm glad we actually got to spend some time together like minds stick together so there you go always we're pretty fun Uh, all right well thank you thank you for being part of the witching hour